0: our DT systems baby dog tested and dog tough we've got those soft mouth dummies now listen everybody knows that we need more bumpers I'm not talking about one or two or three I'm talking about adding bumpers to your repertoire I like using white or black and white bumpers when I'm training my dogs for marks and even blinds you can get the orange ones I dig it but add a bunch to your repertoire and I'm again I'm not talking about three to six if you're working on T pattern if you're working on blinds and pattern blinds you need a bunch a dozen 18 the soft mouth dummies by dt can't be beat check them out lone dt difference let's go gunner kennels baby hashtag man's best kennel well it's also now hashtag man's best food crate it's freaking raccoon proof you can't get into this thing your dog can't bust into the lid and eat all the food trust me i know memphis has done it in the past she looks like a blown up pumpkin boom but not anymore we've got the gunner kennel food crate it's easy to pack easy to store keeps food dry which food's an investment man that purina baby it ain't cheap anymore so keep it dry good all that stuff easy to pack easy to store the gunner kennel food crate slide into dms if you'd like to learn more have you wondered if you want to force fetch your dog maybe you think your dog's too soft Maybe you're too nervous to screw, quote unquote, screw your dog up. Let me help you. I built a start to finish course with different dogs, different breeds, and different personalities from start to finish to show you how that you and your dog can do it successfully and easy. Jump in. Links in the description. We'd be happy to help you. Let's go. Let's set goals and get you and your dog where you want to be this duck season. (music) what's going on everybody welcome to episode 75 of lone ducks gun dog chronicles can i tell you we've got a special really cool i don't eat i'm like on cloud nine right now i'm doing a little i'm a little shaky a little shaky right now on this episode we have carson wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles, quarterback, baby, on the show. Uh, You may or may not know, but Carson and his brother, Zach, have an outdoor show. They love duck hunting. They love pheasant hunting. They love deer hunting. They decide to start a show. And also, another side note, big dog guys. Golden Retrievers, love them. So tune in, listen up, do not fast forward. You don't want to miss it. Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles joins us on today's episode, episode, but first, the baby, the food that fuels the truck of Lone D, nutrition. Let's talk about it. They got a new formula in an effort to constantly push the pace and improve our dog's performance. Yukonuba has tweaked and improved the formula, so stay tuned. That formula I've been testing it. I'm so far so good. Pleased with it. So thank you to them for pushing the pace. Carson was saying he's got his dogs on it too. So big, big fans all around. Pretty yep. cool. Yeah. You canuba. Hmm, Next up, Gunner Kennels. Man's best kennel. The safest unit you can put your dog in rolling down the road. If you're interested in a Gunner Kennel, shoot me a DM at Lone Duck and get you into a gunner. Baby. Next up, Kent Ammunition. Shoot or shoot, baby. That needs to be their tagline. Shoot or shoot. We can probably make the tagline for them. I don't know if that's like a legal thing, but trademark it. It is now. Shoot or shoot, baby. Um, Kent, we're really excited to be having them on our little squad come duck season, pheasant season, grouse season. Everything will be shot at with Kent. Thank you, Kent, for believing in us. We're gonna be shooting that biz man. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot, baby. Next up, Dogtra e-collars. We did a little YouTube video. Shout out to our YouTube channel. We're bo- We're boosting that back up. YouTube.com slash lone duck. Forward slash. Fo- <laughs> forward slash. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know Dogtra. Bark collars. We got a little 10-minute uh, clip on the good, the bad, the ugly, how to use them, when to use them, why to use them, w- what ones are better than others. And Dogtra's got the old YS300, YS600 bark collars. Tune into YouTube to check it out. Dogtra, baby. Next up, Traeger Grills. Smoke them if you get them. Man, I'm actually, I think I've, I've had some sweats at night. And I think it's because I haven't had any smoked meat in like three, four days. It's the reverse meat sweats. It's the reverse meat sweats. So, you know, it's, it's the weekend. We got to have some meat. I don't know what I'm going to put on there, but you better believe it's going to be good. Get you into a Traeger. Don't worry about it. So since we got some Traeger's rolling, I've been trying to give away my grill. It's been sitting at the end of my driveway. No one will take it. There are no one put the Traeger out. Yeah. They know what's going on. They smell it wafting through the neighborhood. That's right. smoke them if you got them <laughs> lastly waypoint outdoor collective they hook us up with you you hook us up with them life is good check them out on social media waypoint outdoor collective all right enough of that shenanigans ladies and gentlemen without further ado nfl football player duck hunter golden retriever dog guy husband father everything you know good citizen just a I can't say enough good things about the caliber and integrity of a, of a man. Nice guy. Appreciate his time on our show. Ladies and gentlemen, Carson Wentz. Carson, thanks for joining us, buddy. Do me a solid man. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. Um, well, there's a lot uh, about me, but I'm pretty simple at the same time. Uh, obviously, everyone knows me as the the football player, the quarterback. Um, but first and foremost, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Christ. And football player. I'm a I'm a husband. Uh, I have a beautiful uh, four month old daughter. Um, and I love the outdoors. Uh, I love the outdoors. And you name it, I've probably at least wanted to hunt it or have hunted it from ducks to deer to other big game to pheasants, um, turkeys. It's all all stuff that i love chasing um really fell in love with hunting in college though grew up in the north in north dakota but it wasn't really something that i cherished I, it was something that i did you know a couple weekends out of the year for deer but college came around and all of a sudden i was obsessed with uh duck hunting got a got myself a, a golden retriever that i made a, a bird dog and for the rest of the history now i'm a bit uh a bit obsessed with it my wife sometimes complains that I, I talk about it too much but uh, I, I feel like all, get all, all married hunters can relate for sure. So. Yeah, yeah um, I got so the yeah, look the other day, bubble. like
0: it's hunting season again. You're going to be tired all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, no <laughs> doubt. So, so
0: my number one question I have for you, dude, is how do you juggle playing professional football during hunting season? Like when can you squeak yeah. away to go kill a duck?
1: For sure, I think the key word there is juggle because it is a juggling act. It's, we're fortunate enough we get one day off a week, so that day off. Whether I'm, you know, right now it's September. I've been able to get out a few times for early season goose hunting, which is a uh, unique in its in its own right. Here and then I, I go in New Jersey. We we live just across the bridge from Philly, and goose hunting in New Jersey is a, a heck of a lot different than goose hunting in North Dakota. Sometimes you feel like you're in neighborhoods or you know, backyards of people's houses, but, uh, we make the most of it. And then, so, like I said, that off day, it's goose hunting in September, it's deer hunting throughout, you know, November, really December, January, um, duck hunting, you know, the back creeks or sea ducks and those sorts of things are, are stuff that we love. We love chasing as well. And then, you know, we have a bi-week every year and that's one that we definitely make the most of chasing birds or deer or something. And then the off season comes around, and we have snow goose. Something that we try and do every year. So we try and make the most of it, get it in. But always wish there was more time for it, for sure. I hear you. Do you have your own property
0: that you manage? Man, excuse me, manage for waterfowl
1: or deer or both? So we have a little property in Jersey, and we lease um, we lease some land here in South Jersey. And you know, my brother and a couple buddies that work with us kind of help manage it. I don't do much of the physical labor um, on the, or the tractors. I wish I had more time to, but uh, we manage it here in New Jersey for for deer hunting and then, you know, we have a big big project in Texas actually that, you know, we're we're starting the process to create duck habitat, deer habitat. It's been uh it's been a big project that, you know, last off we started to tackle and uh really excited for that and how that's going to look in the future for sure.
0: Cool. So we kind of breezed over it, but you and your brother started an outdoor TV show. Tell us a little how that came about. I mean, selfishly, that's like a little dream of mine as well to, to have <laughs> something like that and rock out with your brother. And that that's why we started this podcast is spend more time together, doing the things we enjoy, talking about the things we enjoy. So tell us how you and your brother started that venture and, and where it's taken you.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so we both kind of fell in love with hunting and the outdoors about the same time when we were in college. We, Like I said, we grew up going deer hunting with our dad, um, rifle hunting, you know, a weekend or two out of the year and it was fun. We enjoyed it. But I really fell in love fell in love with duck hunting and pheasant hunting in college. Couldn't shoot anything to save my life, but uh loved doing it regardless. And my brother fell in love with bow hunting and then he got me into bow hunting. I got him into duck hunting. Next thing you know, I would get drafted by the Eagles and I asked him and his wife to move out with me and to, to help start a foundation and just kind of help me out with all sorts of projects. And so um, that's what happened. And then my rookie year came and bye week came around and we decided we we're going to go to North Dakota and try and shoot a deer. And he's like, Should we just grab a camera, and grab a Sony, film it? And we're like, Sure, why not? So we started like that, filmed it. We're like, This is kind of cool. We could see this happening. Then next thing you know, we were falling more in love with hunting and Having our own property managing it and it kind of just grew into something that we were shooting ourselves as a handy cam and some GoPros and then next thing you know we were buying all the fancy equipment, learning all we could on, on YouTube about everything we've, we've done, we've learned on YouTube, filming each other, taking turns and now we, we've hired somebody that does most of the filming and the editing and so it's been, it's been cool to do with my brother. Um, but to also, you know, I just look forward to, you know, someday when I'm old looking back and I have video evidence of you know, all the cool hunts that we've done and all the cool trips we we've been fortunate enough to do. And I just think that stuff's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Oh,
0: I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. So you mentioned it real quick. Uh, tell, tell us about the foundation.
1: Yeah. So the foundation is the AO1 foundation stands for audience of one. You know, everything we do is is very Christ centered and at the, at the heart of what we do is, is trying to introduce people to the gospel. So that's, that's really the heart of it, but then you know we we do that through different ways. In the Philadelphia area, we have a food truck. We're committed to Mission of Hope in Haiti to building a sports complex. But the big one that I know you guys would love to hear about is um, our outdoor program, our outdoor ministry. And um, we started in the Midwest, North Dakota area, and kind of surrounding states. And we've just gotten kids that are you know going through tough challenges or have overcome you know cancers or illnesses or you know serious situations. We get them and we take them on on hunts. From big game to ducks to pheasant, we've had someone go, you know, to, to shoot a big elk in Colorado to Oklahoma for waterfowl and anywhere and everywhere in between. And so the stories of these kids and kind of the adversity that they've faced in their life and to, to be able to offer them something tangible and physically introduce them to the outdoors, um, in a strong, meaningful way, but to also have a mentor there that, that's not just introducing them to the outdoors, but introducing them to, to Jesus and, and going through devotionals in the Bible with them has just been really cool. And ultimately, you know, you know, I believe God, God put me on earth to, to spread the message, to spread his message and to, uh, to give back. And, you know, we're trying to make the most of it. And one way we do that is through the outdoor ministry. Good for you, man.
0: I think, I think the outdoors is an unbelievable place to share memories and experiences and use, you know, not just the animals we pursue, but you know, being a dog guy like yourself and and ourselves, you know, having someone who hasn't experienced it get to watch a dog do what the dog loves and bond with the dog, it really to me that's what like gets them. And then to Absolutely. to take it a step further and, and be a mentor for young people is is excellent. So good on you for that, brother. Absolutely, No, I appreciate it. So t- tell us about your first dog, the golden. You have all golden retrievers. You and Kevin, yeah dabble in yep. the the red dog love
1: yeah so i was in college um kind of what you just spoke about actually is kind of what happened to me um went back over christmas break and went pheasant hunting with one of my buddies and i'm pretty sure we shot 20 some birds almost the limit and i don't think i hit a single one um, so you are just like buddy, Kevin. I, damn i, oh, I feel you <laughs> i'm I've gotten a lot better from that day, but I'm still extremely average, miss way too many birds. Um, but uh, I watched his chocolate lab go through the snow and, and kick up birds. And I saw his chocolate lab go into the, you know one snow drift and pull out a bird alive in his mouth. And I was just like enamored with the way this dog worked. And I saw the bond that my buddy had with this chocolate lab. And I was like, everyone thought I was crazy, but I came back. I'm like, I'm going to get a dog. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, and I'm going to get a gun. And I'm going to get hunting <laughs> camo and all sorts of things. And I'm getting into this. I'm selling my car, my Toyota Camry. I'm getting an F 150. Like I was like, I'm all in. That's awesome. Uh, dad thought I was crazy. You know, friends thought I was crazy, but I was like, this is, this is what I need. This is what I've been missing. Now that football kind of feels like a job in college, I need something to get away. And uh, I was just all in, all about it. And so that's what I did. Did a lot of research on dogs and kind of just wanted to be different and not get a lab like everybody else. Oh. And I uh, thought golden goldens were awesome and found a, a golden that her name's Henley and she came from a breeder that there's, there was really no hunting lines or anything. And so I was in college, I couldn't afford, you know, any of the the top notch golden breeders. So I, a couple hundred bucks, found Henley and trained her to, to hunt ducks with me. So we were both extremely average to below average at, at our hunting careers, but we did it together. I'd shoot the birds, she'd fetch them in the water and that was about what we did. There was no there's no blind retrieves or any of those things going on. That was way too next level for us at that time. But you know, if there's a bird out there that she didn't see, I would pick up a rock from shore and I would throw it over towards it. Um, I, I'd find a way to get her to that bird one way or another. That's um, and so Emily and I just had a special bond in college and she lived with, at, at our house, me and my roommate actually hunted together and, uh, we all just loved her and loved doing it together. But then a couple of years later ended up breeding her and, um having now we have Jersey, her son, who's a little better and you know, he he loves the outdoors. He's he doesn't quite have a super high motor, but he's he's got a really good nose and um he's actually pretty smart and then a couple of years later now we got another one um his name's Riggs and uh he's the he he reminds me of a lab the most. He's got the high motor, he's kinda got no chill a little bit, but uh he's awesome. So we kinda have the the real academic one in the, in Henley the kind of happy medium one in Jersey and then the high motor guy in Riggs. So they make a pretty good team. That's
0: really cool. That's cool. My dog's the high motor. She just likes to rip around and she's got a really good nose on her too, but man, she'll just go. Yeah, Yeah. just go. And it's funny to hear you talk
1: about. Cool to see. Oh, it's
0: so cool. But it's funny to hear you talk about, uh, you know, how you feel about the dog and how you get bit by the bug and you're just all in, right? Like you're, you're a jumping with two feet kind of guy. And it's, it's, it's just funny to relate in that sort sort of way. Like it's hard to explain to someone who isn't a dog guy like that, that yep. well, we got to drop everything. And here's where we're going. This is a new path in life. I'm going to be a professional dog trainer. We're going to do all these yeah. different things. I got to buy a bigger truck. I got to, and, and no one else can understand, but it's funny that that's how it goes. Yeah. I yep.
1: was, uh,
0: okay. I, I was an ex so I played rugby in college and then a little bit overseas and then I sold copiers and all sorts of anything in between, man. And I got my first dog and now I have 24, 26 in the kennel. And it's like, I don't know. People ask how many I own. I don't know. I have no idea how many dogs we <laughs> have. It's like I, you just all of a sudden you turn around and look and shoot, you know, 10 years went by and a lot of great memories, a lot of great memorable retrieves. And I, I can't yep. stop. So speaking of yep. memorable retrieves, let's pick Henley. Cause that's, that's the golden child. The first, yep. first, first golden <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. The first golden child. Um, give me, give me a, a retrieve or a hunt that yeah. you'll, you'll never forget. You'll tell your grandkids about.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Henley, she, uh, we did a lot of just pond duck hunting we'd, we'd find a pond or a slough and set up and we'd shoot one or two we'd shoot nine or ten we were never limiting out that was not in the equation we were all you know a little green with what we were trying to do there but uh i'll never forget one day she we shot you know i think three redheads and she had never done it training never done it before but i think she was just kind of like i'm over this it's cold and she swam out there and snagged one and i'm like good job and she swam another 20 yards and snagged the other one and brought them both in at one time. And I was like, this doesn't even make sense. She's never done this before. She's never done it again. But it was like, I'm going to be efficient right now because the water's cold. (laughs) And she just did it. And I was like, I will, I'll never forget that. So that was definitely one I won't, won't forget.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Do you keep tabs like a hunting journal, if you will, of each dog and retrieves and species and things like that?
1: no but that's actually a really good idea you know we're we're fortunate enough now in college i never did this but now we, we kind of film or take pictures from pretty much every hunt we go on and we have someone there to, to document something so we definitely that's those are things i mean we've made a an episode dedicated to just my dog jersey we have one coming out to just my dog rigs and those are my favorite the, of all our episodes those are my favorite just because they're like my kids you know but i haven't kept a journal of what species they've fetched and all that, that's actually not a bad idea to just start, uh, start doing that.
0: I didn't do it with my first dog and I, I do regret it because like you said, that just memorable retrieves and places we went and some of the guys and friends that we've hunted with. But the, my second dog Memphis, yeah. who's going to be six, I've kept every single bird and I would love to like there, I got bucket list ducks, man. I've never killed a pintail. Wow. Yep. Um, I've never killed a Wigeon. and so this season okay. I am going all in to kill a pintail and a widgeon for her. Do you have? You uh, do you got a bucket list of ducks?
1: Well, the pintail was on it, and we shot one, and uh, we shot a couple in Rockport, Texas, this uh, this off season. So head down there if you want to find some nice pintail in full in full plumage. Pintails are on it. I got canvasbacks definitely on the list. Um, yep,
0: that's on the list. Yeah. You know,
1: I'm trying to, to get, you know, one of everything, you know, mounted. And, uh, what we do is actually, what I think is pretty cool. I, if I have a good picture, which I try and make sure we get a good picture of the dog with that bird, maybe it's live fetching it or, you know, after we just ask the dog to hold it, take a good picture. So when it's up in the shop, you'll see the bird and then you'll see the dog, the picture of the dog with it in mouth or something. That's um, incredible. that's been something that I've, trying to do, but canvas backs really on the list. I mean, we've got, we've been able to shoot a bunch of sea ducks and stuff, but obviously everyone always talks about the King Eider trip. That is probably something that'll be way down the road someday, but that would be cool one day.
0: Are you taking any trips this year? I mean, obviously you are for the show, but, uh, specifically waterfowl related, uh, where are you guys headed?
1: Not really sure yet with the pandemic and everything going on. You know, we normally go back to North Dakota over my bi-week. Uh, we've done it, for three straight years now, um, to chase waterfowl and, and pheasant. I mean, North Dakota is as good as it gets. We're pretty spoiled when we go back there, but this year we're not sure yet. Um, and then the spring we've, we've gone to Arkansas pretty much, um, every spring and it's been kind of hit or miss for snow geese, but, um, I'm sure we'll go chase snow geese again, whether that's Arkansas or Texas or even up here in the Northeast, some we've looked into before as well. So nothing real big planned yet, but, we, we seem to usually operate pretty last minute anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can relate to that. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. I'm going to North yep. Dakota, uh, in October. It, there it'll, you go. it'll be my first time. First timer here. What do, what do I expect? What, what am I going to see? What, what will it be like? Uh,
1: yeah. Um, you'll see pretty much just farmland for days. You'll, <laughs> it's beautiful in its own right. Um, uh, but it is just wide open, flat, no trees. And if you're in the central or eastern part of the state, which is where you'll be, it'll just be wide open. And you'll you'll be able to, you go scout birds and you'll see them five miles away. I mean, you can just see all day long out there. So wow. you'll see, you'll also meet. You also see and meet the nicest people in the world. I truly believe that. And There's nothing quite like, even for me now, you know, being in Philly and I'm exposed to all sorts of, you know, nice restaurants and this and that. There's truly nothing like going to shoot birds in the morning and going to some small town North Dakota diner and, and seeing the local people eating, you know, some good, healthy diner food and uh, <laughs> calling it calling it a day.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. There's nothing beats that, man. Are there people that don't recognize you? Are you like going to a diner and you're just like, you know, you're so far out where people just, <laughs> you have no clue where if you're in Philly, it's like, oh, can I get a picture? Oh, hey man. Can, can my kid yeah. you know, get a hat signed?
1: It's definitely in North Dakota. I mean, most people do recognize me. I try and keep a low profile, but you know, it's, it's all part of it, yeah. but it is different than Philly. Philly a little more aggressive and, um, people definitely tell you how they feel <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and those sorts of things. I actually did take, uh, Mike Trout, who's actually another, you know, big outdoorsman, yeah. um, back with us to North Dakota two years ago and, Nobody had a clue who he was, so that was extremely <laughs> refreshing for him. I'm like probably going to be the the best baseball player to ever play, and Did you no bust his chops about
0: it though that no one knew who he
1: no, was. He he loved it. He <laughs> loved it because he obviously gets it all the time too. So it was cool. That's
0: awesome, man. What is uh, like now? Now you got my curiosity peaked. Do people be like, man, you really didn't throw enough touchdowns? Like, do people bust your chops?
1: <laughs> um, every now and then, you know, it, it's a lot of. You, you just never know. Honestly, I can't even say the stories, but you just never know what you're going to get. Most people are, you know, nice and respectable, but, you know, there's plenty that'll be aggressive and loud. And, yeah. And talk about how much they hate Dallas, the Cowboys, or how much this or that, or you better win this week, or oh, all these things. Or try and be nice, but then they always give you a backhanded compliment. You know, you just never know. A lot of Most are good, but you just never know what you're going to get around here. I yeah.
0: love it, dude. That's awesome. Well, good for you. You know, I guess... The the next part I'd like to talk about would be training. You know, we know yeah. that you're a part of Yukonuba, and that's kind of how we got the opportunity to chat with you here. You know, training yep. if is Riggs the next dog. You know, this season is going to be his year type of deal. And what are you doing to prepare him physically, mentally, training wise, and and what are your goals for him?
1: Yeah. Um. So now Riggs is a year and a half, and uh, Jersey's three and a half. So Jersey's really should be in this, you know, getting towards his prime here. Um, Henley is, what is she? she? She's seven and a half walks around like she's 15 though. Bless her heart. But, uh, she, she doesn't get out and hunt nearly as much, but Jersey and Riggs, uh, I love taking them together when we can. And, uh, yeah, it should be a big year for Riggs. You know, we sent him away last year to training. Um, I trained the first two and that's probably a result of why they're both average at best. But Riggs, we had him last, he was six months last July. And so I didn't have the time with training camp and the football season coming up. So we sent him away for training for a good six, seven months. And then this whole off season during the pandemic, I got much more time at home. So I was, you know, actively training him and Jersey together probably four or five times a week. And so that was, that was always fun to to challenge them. And, you know, obviously as a trainer, I'm very still green. And so plenty of mistakes made on my part. Um, but it's just fun doing it, doing it with both those guys and seeing the, the different characteristics and personalities that they both bring. And, you know, I'll see Jersey methodically work to find a bird when he gets to an area. And then I'll see Riggs run back and forth over it about a hundred times. Right. And just, just see the different personalities and how I, I need to control them both a little differently. And, you know, even with the shot collar, it's like one you, you can use and one you, you definitely don't want to touch that button. So it, it's cool to see. And it's been fun um, learning both of them
0: so uh, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that I would air on the side are, are on the more novice level. And so being someone like yourself, you've had three different dogs, all of them hunt, all of them have different personalities. What would be some advice from you that you would give to someone taking their dog? This is going to be their first hunting season with their dog. What would you say you learned mistake, you know, mistakes you've made or triumphs, things like that, bud.
1: I mean, for me, it's just patience is the biggest, I think, I've learned. Even just seeing, you know, experienced dog trainers is just being patient with the dogs. And one thing I wish I would continue to to do more is just keep it fun, you know, especially with young dogs. And, you know, maybe they're not understanding something. And it's it's okay to, to just call it. Call it a day and just start throwing some fun bumpers. And keep it fun, keep it positive. Um, and I know you guys being trainers completely get all that stuff to the next level. But that's one thing that I think I learned with, mainly with jersey because henley i didn't know what i was doing training so i wouldn't even have said i was a dog trainer um, jersey i tried a little more and probably wasn't as patient enough and didn't keep it as fun as, a, as i probably should have and so with rigs that's something i'm always trying to do and with jersey now um it's just keep it more fun keep it lighthearted keep the, the training sessions shorter and you know if, if they don't want to go pick up the bird the first one you shoot it, don't get on them you know they're, they're going to figure it out they give them time and That's something that I've learned and and to be just more patient and keep it, keep it lighthearted with them. Yeah. couldn't
0: agree more. So I I had that conversation with a client of mine, you know, it's early goose season here in New York and dog was whining a little bit, you know, feet down, beat down, let them land. And the dog's whining in the blind, you know, the little brown blind. And I'm like, "Ah, man, what do you want? You know, what kind of, what do you want from him? Like he's, he's trying his best to sit still. He's trying his best to not come unglued and you've got 20 geese honking from a quarter mile away, flying in and landing. And then you yell, take them like, it's a lot. And so we had this discussion. I'm like, why, you know, on this next hunt, take a deep breath. And before you get out of your truck and set decoys, just mentally remind yourself that this is supposed to be fun for you and the dog. And if it's not, why are you out doing it? So if he whines, take a deep breath. If he breaks, take a deep breath and just you're out there with your dog doing what we love. And so I think you hit the nail on the head, man, patience. And I'm I'm not perfect either. So don't I don't want anybody to think that Uncle (laughs) Uncle Bob's like, you know, perfect either. But no dog is they make mistakes, roll with the punches and teach them and and more success will come.
1: Especially, especially young dogs when it's, when you're actually hunting, you know, training, you know, that sometimes can be different, but when you're actually hunting, like you just want that to be a memorable and a fun experience for them. So they're way more excited to go back the next time. And so that's something I've had to learn. And I have to keep like what you just said, some, I have to keep reminding myself, even, even training, but especially when we're out hunting.
0: Yeah. And we don't want to be that guy that like no one wants to hunt with. Cause we're always yelling at our dogs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a I've been a little, that guy
1: probably before. Yeah, <laughs> me
0: too, bud. Me too. We, we, nobody's perfect. Um, tell yeah. us a little about your brother. I mean, he's not on the show right now, so maybe give him a little plug. You know, yeah. Where does he have a dog, or is it just you're the dog guy?
1: Yeah. So my brother Zach moved out here, helped start the foundation, start Wentz Brothers Outdoors, kind of helped me with all sorts of things in life. To be honest, to get to this point, but but now he runs the foundation, um, and he's he's in charge of that, and um, does a great job kind of being a being a leader for that and helps us with and really kind of manages and maintains our farms here in jersey and food pots and all that stuff it's been really cool he went to, to school to be a teacher and he was a teacher and a baseball coach before i stole him from north dakota and now he's um, running a foundation a nonprofit, and you know was, was editing and creating a, sh- a show and so completely different than what he thought he would do with his life. But it, it's been really cool um, to, to, like you said, to, to do everything together, um, to hang out a lot. He lives literally two minutes from us out here in Jersey. So we see him and his two daughters and his wife all the time. So that's always fun. But yeah, he, he definitely is probably more into deer when I'm probably a little more into duck. Um, But we both love all of the above. But I think I would probably... Air on on preferring a duck hunt over a deer hunt, and I think he'd be vice versa, which I would probably say is because I have dogs and I have the that relationship, and he's got one dog. It's actually Jersey's brother. Tried to train him to hunt a little bit, but that just was a bad. I, I think as a trainer, that's not his. That's not his strong suit. So I think he's taking his dog Trooper with him hunting like two or three times, but I would never allow Trooper to hunt with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, I'm I'm mainly a dog guy, but he actually just went. I think he went this morning and took one of my dogs, and so I have to check in with him how he did this morning. But yeah, I uh, am Usually the better he's
0: pulling a few birds, not
1: bad. Was he? Yeah, I saw on
0: Instagram.
1: I have, have to double check. I didn't check with him. I I told him to bring Jersey though, because Riggs is like you said, he's he's the the young gun that I I can't have him screw him up in the field. So Jersey's a little older. He gets it. So, but yeah, we have fun together and. I'm usually the better shotgun shooter. Last time we went last week, we had four come in perfectly, and it was just me and him. And he shot his two and two shots, and I shot missed all, mine all three times. So <laughs> we have a little we have a little friendly competition. I don't know. I got no excuse, but that's just how it goes sometimes. That's right. But uh, we we have some some brotherly uh, brotherly friendly competition.
0: I would say that Kevin and I do too, but unfortunately, as the older brother, I always win. <laughs> he, cheat, he cheats well, out. It's not we're, fair. We're the
1: opposite. We're the opposite. Usually, the younger brother wins. with us, but <laughs> that's awesome, dude. It's All good well, fun.
0: That's awesome. So we we were given a time slot, and I appreciate your time. Here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to give you a second on the on the phone here to plug the show, plug your social media pages, and your foundation. But I would love it yeah. if you could give some advice to people, man. You know you worked hard, you achieved football success, you achieved hunting success, you know there's a lot of good things that hard work you know you've achieved through hard work, and if you could leave some yeah. just a touch of knowledge uh, to pass on would be really neat.
1: Yeah, I think for me um, I'm very fortunate, I'm very blessed, but you know it's something that I learned from a young age, you know growing up in North Dakota, you learn all about values and hard work, and, and you know anything you're going to get is is going to take work. And so for me, that's kind of how I was wired and just worked my tail off to, and prayed that, you know, I would be six feet one day and, you know, God just kept growing me to six five. And all of a sudden here I was playing college football and I uh, had no idea if that was going to take me to the next level or what. And so, um, but I had a dream. I had a dream when I was in third grade that I was going to play in the, in the national football league. And my mom has the evidence of it from one of my third grade projects. And being in North Dakota, being undersized as a kid, all those things, it, you know, people would sometimes laugh at me when I said that was my dream and that was my goal. And, uh, for me, it was just, you know, staying true to myself and setting out, you know, for, to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And so sometimes it's just about, you know, the old cliche of, of following your dreams and, and believing in yourself. Sometimes it's, it's so much more true and real to, to some people than others. When you have, you know, naysayers or people that don't believe in you, um, you got to believe in yourself and let, let God take care of the rest. And so. Uh, I've been fortunate to, to be blessed. And so we started the foundation to, to be a blessing and to give back to people like we spoke about earlier. And so that's been really cool to see, um, how God changed and touched so many lives through that. And, and then we get my brother and I get to get to go chase birds and ducks and deer and all sorts of, uh, big game, uh, with our Wentz Bros outdoors show. And that's going to be growing, um, as we speak. We're actually every Tuesday right now releasing new episodes on our Wentz Bros Instagram on wentzoutdoors.com through the outdoor channel. So people can go check those things out and see, you know, our, our, our goods, our bads and our ugly, all the above out there when we're chasing, uh, chasing animals. So go check that out. Appreciate you guys for having me.
0: We appreciate your time, man. Especially this time of year. I can't believe you even have a half an hour of your time. So <laughs> thank you. Good luck this hunting season. Good luck this football season, man. Stay healthy. Keep having fun. Keep working hard. And uh, I can't wait to watch you on TV kicking butt. Both in the field and on the field.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys, and God bless.
0: Yes, sir. You too. Hey, if you haven't done it already, jump into patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck If you enjoy the show and want to support the show, if this show has helped you and your dog grow together, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer and you get more one-on-one from me. You get content that doesn't hit Instagram or YouTube and it enters you to win a free hunt with me and Kevin in Missouri this duck season. So jump on. Link's in the description. We'd be happy to have you and love to help you.
1: i